babies. Oh, funner is definitely not a word. Nicer is a word. Keep going. Keep okay. reading. I could go to a nicer bathroom and use a handicap stall where you could spread out and really relax. I could go to one uh, that has exceptional phone reception and play a game with high-speed service. Or, my favorite, the bathroom with only one urinal and one stall. That's a little setup for you listeners to go read uh, the obvious one's blog and, and figure it, just see how that one finishes out. Got a couple options there. Uh, nice, there's a word. Is it really? Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound like it should be. Well, when you're smart like me, you know how nice there is a word. Wicked you fucking know. smart kid. Uh, all right. Well, tell you what, Bill's not coming tonight, so we're not waiting for him. He uh, had a family emergency. Personal we can't day. make we can't make fun of him for this one. It was a personal day, and um, that's fine. It, things go better with him anyway. It's nice to get a break from the queen once in a while. So we'll do this show on our own. We'll start with some opening takes. Ray, you don't mind. I don't know yours, so I'm going to start with you. Go ahead. You start with the show oh, with the opening take of the uh, Simple Mind Sports Show. Go ahead. Uh, I know it's not on our topics today, but I think it's very important news that we should discuss. Uh, well, the generally, NFL- we do opening takes that are in the topics today, so this should go This should go well. Oh, man. Well, I was just going to talk about how the NFL and XFL are actually merging together, and we're actually going to get like a minor league football uh uh, league, it sounds like with the XFL, where they're going to experiment with rule changes and hopefully dumb down the league a little bit and bring their lesser players down there so that we have like a minor league call up system, kind of like baseball, the G League with basketball and the NHL with the AHL. So I, I feel like this is a step in the right direction for the NFL that they're actually bringing the competition along and saying, hey, you know, why don't we just try to work together and make this like our little minor league operation down here? Football's needed a, a minor league type system, a, a feeder system for a long time. College has turned into a clusterfuck. Uh, that's going to have to be corrected. But if the XFL can do that, that's great. I just say when I texted you a mere couple hours ago, do you want to talk about anything specific on the show? And you said no. Uh, uh, you, no, I said yes. You mentioned something that will come up later in the show. The simplest minds of the week uh, referring to something from the Olympics. And I said, here's the opening takes. Did this not pop in your head or was this just something that this was a, a bot pod situation? It was there. Bot pod. Field bot pod. Felt bot pod. Okay. Let me give you my opening take. Uh, Jason. Tatum. Are we gonna talk- Wait, are we going to talk about this during the show? Do no, Jason Tatum- we're not. Uh, oh, no, Jason Tatum is going to be a part of the show. Yep. Uh, oh, okay. So this will be coming up. Let me give you my opening take for a segment that we will be talking about during the show. Uh, the XFL, by the way, is a guess the thing. You're going to have to wait till later on or go Google it yourself because we're not talking about that today. <laughs> Well, we are going to talk about Jason Tatum uh, uh, and the all-star weekend that was in the NBA last weekend. Uh, specifically, Jason Tatum sat down with J.J. Redick in his, what's his name of his podcast? Old, three Old Men or the Old Man and Three or something. Um, I went to Duke and sold my soul to the devil. He's been getting a lot of good, I mean, obviously he's from the NBA, so he gets a lot of NBA names in there, but the, the podcast has been doing well. Anyway, uh, Jason Tatum went on there and kind of aired it out, kind of aired a lot of shit out. Uh, including the uh, being snubbed for all NBA, which when I first heard him say that last year, I was kind of annoyed with because of how bad of a year he has. When I heard him talk about in this interview, I kind of get where he's coming from. But more specifically, he talks about the missed opportunities that the Celtics have had when he was here in the previous two or three years as a younger player and how he's learned from that, which struck a chord with me in a good way. So uh, hopefully he's learning. He's learning your good graces. He is. Well, the big, you know where I stand with Jason Tatum, hashtag budding superstar, not a superstar hashtag budding. He's needed to learn how to win in the NBA. And from this interview, it sounds like he's trying to, that's, that's what I'll say about that. And you know what, Ray, we'll talk about it more on the show. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the uh, NBA all-star weekend. Uh, some of the uh, the key points from that. We'll talk about a little Patriots, a little Patriots discussion, some news. So, that's that's kind of NFL, right? That's NFL. That's <laughs> that's NFL. Maybe JC Jackson will go to the the XFL, and maybe he'll be the highest paid player over the XFL. You the never Rock know. Johnson will uh, will you know move him to the next direction. Uh, we'll also touch on the MLB CBA negotiations, which if you haven't been paying attention. I don't blame you. And speaking of blogs, uh, there's You've one. Had on a, there. You had a doozy today. Thanks. Yeah. A little bit of a rant, a little bit of a, a get my hate out there. Uh, and I didn't even write it on the shitter. So that's good. And of course, the simplest minds of the week will be on the show. So that's the show. Um, 
Welcome to the Zone Mind Sports Show. Friday, we rewind February 25th. I almost said 18th. February 25th. Welcome to the show. Now that we're past the big uh, holidays and the dates that really, oh, yeah, now it's just I'm fucked. I'm fucked until the Fourth of July. What about uh, St. Patrick's Day? That's a big drinking holiday. Yeah, but it's one of those. It's one of those holidays that floats. Like it could land on any day. Oh, I got you. You need you like know? something solid, like I need Memorial a Day, solid, Labor Day. Like, yep. I need a I solid. Day. Although I guess it's the seventeenth, so it's always the seventeenth. I could do them. I'm just not bad at. I'm just bad at math. If you're if you're looking for some um, math to do, go to, head on down to White Birch Brewing, the best best craft brewing in New Hampshire, Nashua, New Hampshire. Ray, address please. Four sixty Amherst Street. The good side of Amherst Street. Get on down there. Uh, get yourself a flight. Get yourself a pint. Uh, uh, get yourself a hat, if you'd like the uh, merchandise, t-shirt. Uh, they get it all. Uh, if you can't get down to the brewery, then get at your local beer store. Wherever you get it, tell them these Simple Minds boys sent you. White Birch Brewing. All right, Ray, let's start with uh, NBA All-Star Weekend, which was last weekend, of course. Uh, I'm not a 14-year-old uh, child, so this doesn't really excite me in the way that it used to. And I don't want to see sound like the old man on the porch screaming like this is not how it used to be. I know All-Star games have kind of always sucked, but I feel like... I feel like when we were younger they were at least a little bit more competitive like there was yeah. the first look they I, I will give credit to the nba what they've done with the uh, the end of the game and it not just a uh, time you you know you got to get to a certain 123 points like uh, throughout the quarter like that's done a really good that's done wonders for competition in this game but the players have learned how to get around it i feel like when the first year they did that players they started playing like before halftime like they were yeah. competing because you got two charities on the line they're 100 grand each and if you don't win the quarter they don't get their money and team lebron has just fucking dominated this thing because kevin durant is always the team captain and he never plays in this fucking game he never and, plays and he's spiteful he's very spiteful and he picks the he doesn't pick guys that he should like like a fancy draft you're supposed to go like in order you know if christian mccaffrey's there that's who you take you know Kevin Durant is like, no, fuck that guy. I don't like him. And he goes off the cups and fucking starts picking guys that he shouldn't be picking right there, you know, at that spot. Yeah. Rudy Gobert gets picked out of James Harden for the last two picks. Everyone hates Rudy Gobert in the NBA, and I kind of love that. Yeah. I kind of love that. I don't know what yeah. the deal is with Rudy Gobert. I guess he's kind of a douchebag, but everyone hates him. Well, he so, started the whole COVID train. He did COVID. start the COVID thing, <laughs> tapping the mic on his lips like a dick. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, touching like he's everything. a porn star. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. So, any, so they've done a better job at making the end of that game competitive. And look, the fourth quarter was entertaining. It was pretty like there was something to play for. Obviously, LeBron James hit the hits the game winning shot with a fadeaway in Akron, Ohio. Who would have guessed it? Uh, but it was Steph Curry that stole the show. Sixteen three pointers. Uh, he comes out in the third quarter and just just put on a show. There's nothing, there's no, there's no other way to put it. He, he put on a show. He was the entertainment dropping trays in people's eyeballs from 30 feet out. Best shooter the world's ever seen without Steph Curry. That weekend would have been a bore. That's pretty much it. That's what I got on the game. I didn't watch the dunk contest. I won't watch the dunk contest. They should cancel that thing until John Morant and whoever, uh, whoever else is at the top of the league in terms of talent. Giannis, John, for LeBron James never to compete in the dunk contest tells you everything you need to know about the dunk contest. It's mm -hmm. not what it used to be. And for it to get back to what it used to be, I recommend they cancel it for a number of years. And do you disagree if they canceled it for a couple of years and then in three years time, whoever, you know, one of the young, hottest young stars and whoever is else is out there is a big dunker, but a big, also a big star. If you get four big stars in the dunk contest in three years after it's been away, 
that will be huge. Yeah. That'll be yeah. a hit. People yeah, will absolutely. tune in for that. Yeah. Like MJ and Dominique, when they were going at it back in the late 80s, early 90s, that was a thing to watch, the dunk contest, because they're pulling shit out that no one's ever seen before. You need to see stuff like that. And you know how you're going to do that? You can either do it your way or you can do it my way. Hey, $5 million on the line, winner take all. Well, if that's what it takes, I think we're on the same page. If that's what it takes to get the stars involved, because that's, yeah. that's, the, that's the only way you're going to get, you'll get the best dunkers out there. Same with the uh, all-star game. I think you should have a purse, a $10 million purse. I mean, the NBA is loaded. You have TV contracts out your ass, put money on the line. That's the only way you're going to see these guys compete and play hard for, because that's all they want is the money. If you put $10 million up to the winning team, you're going to see people playing balls out and then give an extra $5 million for MVP. There's $15 million right there. Boom. Yeah, money money definitely talks. It sounds and looks grotesque, though. They probably can't get away with it in the PR sand thing. They have to give that shit to charity. But uh, as, far as, as far as the dunk contest, like the last good one was probably, I don't know, Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. Yeah, how, long how many times they try the, the thing is is like but the, my what, point is they weren't stars like zach levine yeah, has true. become a, an all-star now and aaron gordon has gotten better but when they compete in that dunk contest they were first year second year players the stars don't want to compete in the dunk contest it's be, it's gone out of vogue you need to end the dunk contest you need like this is this is the thing that leagues should just get better at is the nfl has gotten okay with it just fucking eliminate it just get rid of it what's the best all-star game the best all-star game MLB probably. Yeah. And that sucks because that's probably the least exciting sport. Cause to it's watch hard right to, now. it's hard to <laughs> fake that sport. You kind of have yeah. to be all in. Yeah. You kind of have to be all in. I mean, if you're a pitcher, you don't have to be balls, you know, to the wall, I no, guess because they want to, they want to see dingers. So they don't care if the pitcher's in the zone or whatever, you know, they just want to see people hit it in fucking home runs. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good point. Anyway, uh, anything else uh, jump out to you? I had the uh, 75 year anniversary team that took like however long that was 40 minutes at halftime to introduce those fucking guys that, that came out there. I guess it was kind of cool. I thought it was cool afterwards thinking about that conglomerate of NBA talent, talent and people in the same building in fucking Cleveland of all places. Yeah, right. um, but from Boston standpoint, the KG stare down of Ray Allen uh, <laughs> when he was dabbing up with LeBron and he's like, you motherfucker. I guess they got a picture afterwards. Good for them. Uh, it was, it would struck me as weird still that Kobe Bryant is dead. That yeah. is weird. That doesn't yeah. seem right. And Michael Jordan, the last player announced in the whole goddamn thing is still the biggest draw the NBA has at 50, whatever years old he is, hasn't been yeah. in the league for 20 years. He's still the biggest so anyone that wants to say that he's not the goat, you're wrong. He's the, still the biggest fucking draw the NBA has. He hasn't played in 20 years. Yeah, he's the goat. He's the man. That's what everyone wants to see. That's what a lot of these guys uh, in that group molded their game around. You know, like the guys we watched as kids, they molded their game around MJ. It's not like the kids nowadays that idolize Steph and LeBron. So it's always cool to see MJ come out there. You know, it struck me though that that's true. I mean, it's been LeBron's league for a long time one could argue that now almost. it's yeah for sure i mean you know he came in the league in 03 and won yeah. the, his first in 2010 2011 yeah something like that so you know a good 10 years um it, one could argue certainly that steph is the face of the nba now but even lebron didn't have the impact that michael jordan had on the NBA and maybe it's timing, maybe it's marketing, whatever you want to call it. Those guys still don't touch Michael Jordan in terms of impact in basketball in the world. They just don't, they just don't. But Steph was fucking nasty, dude. I, I will say that I didn't watch the first quarter. I watched barely the second quarter. I turned it in halftime and then I just kept it on to see what would happen. I was, I was very willing to change the channel to some stupid Netflix show. And then Steph started to go off and I was like, Oh shit, this is good. This is entertaining. Yeah. And he even though they were, man, the guy just even, doesn't miss it, it, No one's playing defense and still 16 threes. I mean, that's, that's pretty incredible feat to do in a, in a game situation. Even when you they know? started to pit, they started to you know, pressure He's him. Still making it. He was dropping them from 28. Like mm -hmm. if he hit, he, he took one uh, turnaround fadeaway from deep in the corner at the end of the shot clock. And if he hit that, 
they should have canceled. They they, they should have called like the game Rucker night. Park. Just end it. Just fucking throw yeah. the ball in the stands. Game over. <laughs> That's the type of shit that he. Was How doing. did he not get MVP? He did. Oh okay. Seth got MVP. Oh yeah, LeBron just won the game. I'm sorry. My LeBron bad. won the game. Yeah, he won on the fadeaway, which yeah. it, which was cool. I don't care what like if you want to hate LeBron, cool. Um, I've never been too much of a LeBron hater. I don't really. Res- I think he's a douchebag, and I don't stayed? respect a lot of yes. his moves. I respect his fucking game, dude. He's he's. We were young enough where we watched Jordan at the end of his career. I don't remember him like in full at his prime. Mm-mm. Like the early, like 90, 91, 92, we were a little bit too young to like kind of have an adult appreciation for him. LeBron James is the best basketball player I've ever watched live. I've ever watched in full play the game of basketball. No, I remember Jordan 96, 97. Those years he was fucking nasty still. Yeah, but I think LeBron still might be better. I still give, I still give Jordan the, the nod for greatest of all time. Yeah. It's I think Jordan. You know who's not the greatest of all time um, yet is Jason Tatum. But I had this thought watching that game. It was the fourth quarter, and Team Durant had like a nine-point lead or something. And that they just watched it deteriorate and deteriorate and deteriorate. They kept giving the ball to Joel Embiid, who kept failing just miserably. Just constantly, stink, constantly kept fucking failing. Because he's not the type of guy you can give the ball at the end of the game that can go score because he's a center, and that's just not how the NBA works. The other guys out there were Devin Booker, who I didn't see make a single shot, Trey Young, who I didn't see make a single shot, and other people. Uh, uh, what's the guy in the Cavs, the center on the Cavs that bumped Jalen Brown out? Uh, whoever he is with the Afro. Marketing? No, not, I, uh, I know who you're talking about. My question is Jason Tatum was a starter on that all star team. Why was Jason Tatum not in the game at the end of that fucking game? Did minutes he get benched? No, minutes restriction. Come on now. Oh. He didn't get benched. Come on. You can't say he got benched. Just call it minutes restriction. Fuck no, that yeah. minutes restriction. Kemba Walker played two overtimes and ruined his career the last time a Celtics was in the Maybe that was, was in the in back the of his head. Maybe that was in the back of his head. He's like, hey, remember Kemba fucking went too hard? I was I just watching. Did. I was like, well, these fucking guys suck, and they're all tiny, and none of them can do shit. And Embiid average, average, sorry, average size height, average size height. Uh, any final thoughts on the uh, on the All Star game? It's like you said, maybe it's our old age now. It's just like one of those things where you, you throw it on just for background noise. I mean, the three point contest still in my mind is one of the most exciting things, just because now it's a three point league, so you have so many so much competition, and it feels like that steals the show for the skills competition. I enjoy watching that and, and seeing. Carl Anthony Towns, the second tallest guy ever to win it, is pretty cool. But yeah, other there's than also that, no, there's no difference in defense or competition, right? It's like, yeah, in the game, the team cannot play defense, and you can just go in the lane and dunk it. But the three point contest, you just have to be able to shoot, like, and yeah. you always have to be able to shoot. So, yeah. and you have the time up against you. So yeah, that that's entertaining, I guess. And actually, if you have a celebrity game, actually have celebrities in it. Not these fucking people where you have to Google be like, who the fuck is this? That that is a subject of old age. Yeah, whatever. I didn't do watch you know who it. Machine Gun Kelly is. Do you know who Machine Gun Kelly is? I do know who Machine Gun Kelly is. Oh damn it! I thought I was gonna stump you. He uh, is uh yeah. he's a real tattooed uh, white fella. Does some rapping and is dating uh, the uh, girl from wrong. Transformers, uh, Megan uh, Fox. Fox. Uh, he's a pop punk singer now. He's not a rapper. Oh, sorry. Ever since Eminem dissed him, he's now a pop punk singer. I know who Eminem Miles, is. Do you see Miles Garrett Duncan though? That was pretty sweet. I saw that. Ha- yeah. Was that that wasn't entertaining enough for you? No. You needed the Biebs. You needed the Biebs out there. Yeah, that'd been nice. That's a celebrity. That's, That's a true. celebrity you can get behind. That's true. I would like to. Uh, what was the MTV? Uh, Bill Bellamy. Rock and Jam. Rock and Jams with the wait. Like, Jock, jock Jams? Jock that was Jams. The, that was, jock Jams was the music. Rock and Jock. Rock and, rock and Jock, yeah. Rock and Jock. Rock and jock. Well, they had like the, the point. The four-pointer. The four-pointers. Yeah. That was good. I like that. That was entertaining. They had like the uh, Carson Daly TRL out there. Didn't they have one basket that would move like one quarter? Yeah, I think so. 
Yeah. I uh, think that bring that back. I'd bring that. that back. Where's the rock in that shit? Yeah. Too busy with the fucking XFL. The XFL. See, I told you we'd bring it up. Pumping up the goddamn soup. That was me. Bring that was me. That was just a superb effort from a producer's role. Uh speaking of produ- uh, producers' <laughs> roles, let me uh shift to our next topic here. Uh sticking with the NBA and basketball. I wanted to talk to you about this Jason Tatum interview. Did you listen to the JJ Reddick interview? Yeah, no. I've listened I listened to parts of it, not the You did? Time. Yeah. Oh, good for you. Um, well, they've been playing it all in 98.5 the whole week. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you just piggybacked on everything Cliff else. Notes. Yeah, Cliff bot, notes. Bot, 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 bottom of the totem pole. Dumb. Here it comes. I can be honest about it. Look, uh, uh, you know I've been hard on Jason Tatum. You know I've called him a budding superstar. You know I've said that he has a lot to add to his game for a number of years here. You also know I started this season. We have the bet. We have the jizz cookie bet that I thought that Jason Tatum was ready to take the next step and be a guy, be the guy to uh, have enough talent alone just to have his team in the top four of his conference in the NBA because that's just kind of how it works. It didn't start out like that this season, but it's starting to look like that now on the court. And this interview kind of shows me that it's starting to sound like that off the court. So I'll give you a couple quotes. I'll give you a, a... I have three quotes. We'll do one. I'll get your uh, take and then we'll do the other ones. All right. Here's uh, Tatum's uh, first quote here. It says, this, especially the beginning of this season, he's talking about this season, the 2021 season has been the toughest up and down. We would go games above 500, go down two games. I remember my first year, we won 18 games in a row. My second year, we were supposed to have the most talent in the team. My third year went back to the conference finals. I was spoiled. I thought this was how it was supposed to be every year. I think a little bit last year, but especially this year, it was kind of the first time I was like, all right, this is the other side of the NBA. It was like you struggle for a little bit, try to figure it out, and then it's not always happy days coming into practice. Everybody's on edge and a little bit frustrated. Isn't that what we wanted to hear from Jason Tatum for three years? Yes. Yes, it is. That's exactly what we wanted to hear. I mean... He came in at a time where he went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Everything was going in the right direction. He had the talent around him. And now when it was time for the Jays to take over, it wasn't all cupcakes and rainbows. It was actually hard. And it's nice to see and hear that he was saying, yeah, it, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I've been struggling. And, you know, now I got to figure it out. He's putting his big boy pants on. And I like to hear this. I just, uh, what jumps out to me, and it, I try not to do the uh, blah, blah, blah at people who want to, you know, talk about, well, you said this, and now, look, this didn't age looking well. I started last year saying these kids are young, and they need to grow up, and when they grow up, we'll see what they're actually made of. And that is made a little bit of a too cliche, but it's also fucking true. Because, like, if you think about it, Jason Tatum's talking about his first three seasons in the league. He came in at 20 years old and he, and he tells you right there at 20 years old, I fell into the exact, the exact mental trap that the media said I fell into. And in that time I was calling the media assholes for saying I was falling into it, but it's all true. Mm-hmm. It's all true. Because you're that young and that naive and that fucking dumb. And that's the case. His second quote on the early success and wishing he could have handled it differently. He says, quote, my first year for sure. I took it for granted because, you know, you're a rookie. You don't know any better. I'm on the Celtics. We got Kyrie Irving, Al Horford, JB, Marcus Morris, Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward. But he got hurt. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Tatum says, quote, I think this is just going to last forever and we're going to win a championship because we have 17. Like, I just thought it was normal. I thought it was how it was supposed to be. Looking back on it, I didn't, I guess, cherish it as I probably should have. But at the same time, how could I? I didn't know any better. We're we're looking at that going, dude, like, how can you think that way? Because we're older. We've gone through experiences. We understand that things are not as good as they seem and they won't last forever. He's a kid. But the idea of being a kid and having them, it's just real. It's just Mm -hmm. reality. He's 20 and he's telling you that's exactly the way he thought, the way that the whole media is the way that they (laughs) thought he thought. And that's what they blame their lack of success on. And they got mad at the players, got mad at the media saying that. 
but it was all fucking true. It was all true. Because you think about it too, he went through high school. He was always the best in high school. You know, probably never had a losing season in high school. Goes to Duke, not a losing season there. So he's never had that season where you have to go back and reflect and be like, what do I have to do to change my game? He's always been in a winning situation. Even in his rookie year, he was in a winning situation. Now it's finally coming through and he's like, oh shit, how am I supposed to do this? Now he's doing like some reflection about how to get better, how to, how to take the next step. And through this interview, you're seeing like, hey, shit, you know, I always thought it was going to be easy. I thought I was going to be able to take the next step. It was just going to be, you know, yeah, winning championship after championship. And it's not like that. It's actually hard work. And to get to that Eastern Conference final, it's not going to be a cakewalk. I actually have to step my game up and be better as a player, as a teammate and all that stuff. So it's cool to see that he's actually coming out and saying this. And the media was right. And he's like, yeah, you guys were right. Yeah. He didn't say the media was right. I don't think they will say that, but he's saying but that you, you can tell. Yeah. Off the, it's, you yeah, can read you into can, between the lines. You can. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I'll just give you his last quote here. And, um, you know, it makes me feel good about the future of the Celtics. If this is this guy's mentality, who is your future? He very easily could have come out and said something very different. He very easily could have yeah. come out and said the same shit that he was saying three years prior to this, that, you know, we weren't healthy. It uh, wasn't the right situation. Uh, you know, some balls bounced the wrong way. You know, we're due to win. He could have parsed all of that shit. Instead, he came out and said, yeah, no, no, no. I was young. I was naive. I was dumb. I thought that was all going to come to be. We have to work harder and, and so on. So I'll give you the last quote here, which kind of reiterates that. So he says, uh, quote, and then the bubble year, my third year, we lost to the Heat. We were winning every game. We lost an overtime in game one where he got stuffed by Bam Adebayo. We was up 14, I think, in the third quarter in game two, and you blew it. We win game three. We gave up a lead in game four. You blew it. We game six. We ran out of gas. Nope, you blew it. Turnovers. Uh, I He didn't say a lot of those things. I, no, no, no. Uh, you're ad-libbing. You're ad-libbing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. But, like, I think to have – this is now Tatum again. When you're in those moments when this is – this is – we talked about this, Ray. I wrote a blog about this. This is the end of the game type of shit, and – this is, makes me feel good that he's saying this. He says, quote, when you're in those moments, when you when you are at the close, when you really have to hone in. Let me try and read that again. He's not a grammar I, guru. No, mm-hmm. he's not the grammar guru. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I think when you have to, when you're in those moments, when you. <laughs> when no, you, it's, just, it's just it's hard to read. <laughs> when you are at that close, you really have to hone in. So what he's saying is at the end of the game, you really have to hone in. you got to think that this might be your last chance. And I think, you know, I was 21 at the time. I remember when we lost. I was pissed because I felt like we could have have and should have beat them. The Heat were a really good team, but there was a part of me. I got 15 more years, and I was, like, blinded. It blinked. It's year five. And it's like, ah, this shit goes by a little faster than I thought. Whoo! That makes me – that makes my ears ring, Mr. Jason Tatum. No shit, dude. You can't (laughs) let that – you can't let those moments go by. And I always bring it back. I've said it many times in this show. I lived down in Washington, D.C. when Steven Strasburg came into this league, into the MLB, and the Nats were one of the best teams in the league, and they were going in the playoffs, and he had a tinge in his elbow, and they shut him down, thinking that they'd have 10 years left with him, and it took them another seven years get to get back and won that uh, world championship out of nowhere. They had no business winning that world championship, and they did. And that year, they shut Strasburg down. They all thought that they had they would be right back there the next year and they weren't so it's a tough road man like look at all the nfl like how these guys like they're saying oh joe burrow don't worry you're gonna get back there it's not guaranteed man it's fucking hard dan marino went there as i think his second year in the league he never went back he you know and he was regarded as one of the best uh, quarterbacks of his generation too it's like this shit's not promised you gotta actually work your ass off and if he's finally like coming to terms with that like I got to do something to change my game up. I got to take that next step. This is great to hear. Hopefully Jalen Brown's co-signing on this because if those two are engaged and ready to do this, we could yeah. be looking at a dynasty in like three or four years. When Don't these guys do are... the dynasty. Don't do the dynasty shit. Well, you know but... what I'm saying? They could be They could be at that Eastern Conference Finals every year. Like going You competing. should be a competing team if Jalen Br- – I said this at the beginning of the goddamn year, you ookie cookie. If Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown – pull their heads out of their collective young 20 year old asses and figure out what Jason Tatum said on this JJ Reddick uh, podcast, then they will be a top four team in the East 
for as many years as they're on the Boston Celtics because those two are talented enough to do that. And they're doing it right now. They've been, you know, they went on a nine game win streak and then dropped that one of the Pistons to, on the all-star break this release Friday. I'm assuming uh, they beat the nets on, uh, on Thursday. We'll see. We'll find out in the headlines, I guess, if they beat the nets or not. True. Um, anyway, I thought that was an important interview from Tatum. He also talked about, I mentioned in the, in the opening takes that he talked about the all NBA and his snub and losing $30 million, which Look, bad timing for him, I think. Now, in hindsight, he was underachieving immensely. His team sucked badly last year after being in the Eastern Conference Finals in the bubble. Uh, the Celtics barely scraped a 500 team together, and he got snubbed on the All-NBA team. And when asked about it, instead of saying, we sucked, he said, yeah, I think it's bullshit. I got snubbed by the All-NBA team. And now, a year or so later, he kind of gives us a reflection on that. And he talks about how the all NBA team is selected. And it's basically just a popularity vote. And you know what? He's kind of fucking right. He's kind of right. right. He's very right. It's always been like that. You always see the top of the top, even if they have a bad year. I remember LeBron had a bad year and he still got all NBA mentions. It's just one of those things where if you're perceived as the best, you're going to get that ticket, no matter what, you're going to get that bonus because that's part of your contract. So it's just bullshit. And he has a very valid point. Yeah, and to his point, that's fine if you want to do a popularity contest, but if you're going to affect it by $30 million, yeah, that's might, a lot of money. you might want to have a little bit more of a legit system in place if you're going to affect players' salaries by tens of millions yeah. of dollars. Yeah, that's a lot of quiche. So uh, Jason Tatum Jason Tatum got a, really got on my good side over All-Star Weekend, uh, if you can't tell. I can. Let's, are you going to get a jersey? Is that like almost? <laughs> I, I just might. The last jersey I bought was a Paul Pierce jersey, so it just might have to go uh, back into the. Might have to do it. Yeah, it was about twenty it. years ago, and uh, might might just have to get back on that loser train. Uh, speaking of loser train, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back with some Patriots thoughts. It's not a loser train. It's helping Ooh, the players. I'm Jason out. Tatum. Jason Tatum's on my back. I can hit three pointers now. Look at me. I'm wearing his jersey. Did your mother say that when I? Sh- Wear a Celtics t-shirt. They get the idea. No. Mm-mm. Just buying right into the goddamn machine. $150. Yeah. Hey, those kids dude. over in China that are stitching those things, they oh, need no, those. No, no, no. Let's support the Wuhan. Let's support the Wuhan. Yeah. Oh, I know. Fuck. I meant to send this to you. Uh, maybe this should go. Maybe I should save this for simplest minds of the week. I'll save it. Oh, I'll save it. Don't tell me they're shutting down my Wuhan. I'll save it. Uh, welcome back uh, to the show. We're going to do quickly, Ray. We're running late here. We have to do a little Patriots talk. This one shouldn't be too long because I think we're on the same page. Uh, but news at a Patriots camp, JC Jackson has not been contacted by the Patriots. Know how we know that? Because he told Phil Perry of NBC Sports Boston, quote, I guess I'm going to try and do. No, is it racist if I try and do JC Jackson's accent? Because was well, he Southern? He's got a thick fucking accent. Is it Southern accent, right? Is it racist for me to say I can't tell? Yes. Okay. I'm just going to read it straight. I guess they feel like they don't need me, Jackson said in an interview. I guess they, I can't be that important to them. I know I, they're just not showing me. He's one of the worst speaking people I've ever I've ever listened to in my life. Actually, Worse than me? Uh, no, I mean, that's a stretch. Yeah, yeah, it's just a stretch. It's just uh, language is not his strength. Cornerback <laughs> is uh, his uh, top three in the league in interceptions in the last three years. Uh, look, if you're a Patriots fan, you understand what JC Jackson is. If you're a Patriots Bobo, you think JC Jackson is Darrell Revis. I don't think you or I think that Ray, I, uh, Bill, I think agrees with us. We've all been not down on JC Jackson, but flirting with the idea that he's a number one and every chance that he's had to solidify the fact that he's a number one, he's failed at specifically with digs in his fucking division. So the fact that this guy calls himself Mr. Interception, the fact that this guy is uh, spouting off the first day, the first day the Patriots had a chance to talk to him about a franchise tag. I'm sorry, man. Bye-bye. 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 You ain't worth it. You're not going to get that top five money. That he's demanding now. That he's that's demanding. What he and that's you know what, what he wants. You should, that... It's football. You should get every dollar that you can. It's not guaranteed. I don't. 
I don't um, disparage him from what he's doing. He has to do what he has to do. Um, I would do the same thing in his position, but I don't, I'm not on board with it. Has he ever, does he realize he plays for the Patriots? And has he looked at the list of cornerbacks that's played before him that have demanded the bag, the bank, the bring struck the back up and pay them. Where have they all gone the next season? Bah fucking by Bill Belichick can't stand that shit. And he feels like he can make someone else a superstar because he's been doing it before with Malcolm Butler. You know, he brought Tlaib in when he was down in Tampa and made him a star. He got him the payday. He did it with Revis when he was down in Tampa as well and brought him back up here and won a Super Bowl so he could get the payday with the Jets. He's done that with all these guys and let them walk. He doesn't care about having that star cornerback. And I am kind of scared because I think we need this cornerback here. But Bill Belichick might have something in line where they tag him and trade him for – some draft assets or something like that, but I don't see JC Jackson playing here next year. See, this is, I'll differ with you on that opinion a little bit because I don't think there is a plan in place. And if it comes to, look, you can't let JC Jackson walk away for nothing. He's no, you got to get he's something. Yeah. He's a 26 year old cornerback who's whatever, wherever, wherever you want to place him, top 10, top seven cornerback in the league. Um, he, he's probably not worth what he wants to get paid, but someone will probably give it to him. So you have to franchise him. And if it comes to someone won't give you, give you more than a second round pick, then you, then you go into the season with him on the franchise tag. And he said in that Phil Perry interview, I'll play, I'll report. If I'm paid, I'll report, I'll, I'll play on the franchise tag. Basically. Yeah. That I think, <clears throat> I think that's the most predictable outcome here because the Patriots don't have a backup plan. There is nobody in their system to take that place. There uh, is Miles nobody. Bryant, Joe Jawan Williams. <laughs> there is Jaylen not Mills, a Stephon. Those guys, those guys don't impress you enough to be the There's number one no guy. There's no Stephon Gilmore on the market that you can go set the cornerback market with like you did with Stephon Gilmore. You can't give Darrell Revis $20 million out of Tampa Bay. You can't take a keep to leave out of Tampa for a fourth round pick. Those guys aren't out there this year. You got, mm-hmm. um, the hair, you know, you got those ex Denver guys, you got Patrick you got Peterson. Some, yeah. You got some 30 year old retreads that I'd like to see. I'd like to see a couple of them brought in here on some low money deals, but JC Jackson in his role for the Patriots is excellent. He's yeah. just not a number one. Runner. He's just not a one number one cornerback. We know that we know that. No, oh, cause he gets burned every time he goes against the superstars. Yeah. They can't play the defense like they've played um, in the men defense with, Gilmore or Revis even, nope. or even uh, to as much as I don't think he was terrific in man to man. He was a better zone uh, cover guy, but um, specifically Revis and Gilmore, the way they've played the last six years, they can't do that with JC Jackson. He's just not that guy. Mm-mm. He's just not that guy. Um, well, we can get into the off season in, in that free agency market uh, in, in later times. I want to talk to you about a little bit more on the Patriots news and notes, some of the coaching stuff that is going on behind the scenes. It feels like the Patriots have as many coaches on their staff as uh, a fucking Pop Warner team, like seven or six coaches at this point. Um, the news of this past week is Joe Judge is now expected to be leading the charge for quarterbacks in the room. That includes your 15th overall Mac Jones. Uh, Matt Patricia is expected to walk out of the fat shadows and coach the O-line with his fellow fat Fox. And Bill Belichick is expected to be heavily involved on the offensive side of the ball. And the Bill O'Brien train seems to be moving out of the station. It's very quiet over there. So how do you feel about your uh, Patriots coaching staff moving into into the offseason here and uh, likely into the season of 2022? Uh, well, Joe Judge did a phenomenal job with Daniel Jones in New York with the Giants. You know, he really progressed that quarterback success. You know, now he's probably not going to ever be starting quarterback in the league again. Uh, Matt Patricia did a great job in Detroit with protecting Matt Stafford. Uh, I think Matt Stafford got hurt every season that Matt Patricia was head coach there. Yep. So that that bodes out well. And then Bill Belichick, has he ever coached the offense, the side of the ball? Like, have we ever heard anything like that? So. This is a scary time, especially having a second-year quarterback, your franchise quarterback now going into a second year. This is scary times to be a New England fan because this does not look good. So hopefully there's something in the horizon with the Bill O'Brien saga that's going on in Alabama, but I don't know, man. This is not looking good. Not happy about it, and there there have been reports for a number of years that Bill Belichick has wanted to be more involved in the offense. There also are reports that Bill Belichick was heavily involved in the offense with Brady in his first few years 
And, you know, he had a heavy hand in Brady's development. So that was 20 years ago. Look, I trust Bill Belichick when whatever he puts his hands on. The problem is he can't put his hands on everything. He can't do everything. And the guys that he has around him, how can you trust the they're all retreads who have failed? They're all retreads who have failed or his kids. That's basically it. Gerard Mayo is the exception, and he's a four. He's been coaching for four. This will be his fourth year. That's yeah. it. Who got his defensive coordinator tag ripped away from him in a favor for Steve Belichick last year? If you, there's no way anybody can tell me they feel good about the Patriots' coaching situation. Oh, you're now, a bubble. Did, if you fucking think that this is great going into this offseason. I, I did read a report that Bill was getting uh, consulting from Skarnecchia and. Um, Shit, who was the other name? Charlie Weiss, maybe like old Patriots. Yeah, coach. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Bill pulls a lot of those guys back in and pays them under the table or something just to help them. And then, and that may be your benefit of having Bill Belichick as a coach. But look, if you want to look five years ahead, I don't think you know it makes me nervous. It makes me nervous. Like you said, Mac Jones is the future of your franchise and giving him to Joe fucking Judge. Uh. And the offense didn't look that great last year. I mean, those tight ends, Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith didn't progress like they should have. You know, you, you thought you were going to bring them in here and they are going to be tremendous. And part of the whole game plan, Jonu Smith fizzled out. Hunter Henry was only in the – yeah, he caught touchdowns. But other than that, if he wasn't in the red zone, he wasn't doing anything. So this offense has a lot to do in year two, and it doesn't look good right now. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, something to keep an eye on for sure. The NFL season is uh, soon to heat up in the next coming weeks. Uh, before we get to that, let's uh, throw it over to uh, Dr. Big Mac headlines with the obvious one. Wow. Thank you there, Richard. The Bruins put a real dop up on the avalanche on Monday. The final tally was a ching to a quid. The bloke David Pasternak went bonkers and got trolled on a bottle of ghouls. The avalanche were ghastly gobsmacked on their way out of town. Bruins play the Kraken Thursday night, but Racer Domus doesn't do hockey. Racer Domus says <laughs> says the Nets positively lost the plot versus the Celtics on Thursday. Tatum looked a piss on Kyrie Irving and White Brooklyn like a blog roll. Long live the Queen, Cheerio Chops. <laughs> Steph-, <laughs> Steph Curry dropped 50 points in the NBA All-Star game last weekend, including 16 threes, shattering the record that no one gives a shit about. Uh, the last quibble in the MLB negotiations had the two sides crafting a bit, but no one <laughs> left peed off. Uh, deadline on February 28th has been set. <laughs> crack on the season by me. What a crock of this goofle has been cracking. <laughs> this has been headlines with the obvious one. Back to you, Richard. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> Thank you. Simple minds, simple minds, simple minds. There's no, there's no rhyme or reason for that. As I was writing those, I just thought it would be funny if I just made you go in and out of British yeah. accent. Oh no, it was hard to go back into it. I almost I broke when you first rolled into it. I, I you must you have forgotten. read it before. Read it in English accent. I thought you were going to read it out loud. <laughs> Quotations. Read it in English accent. Quotations. The bru. Oh, the Bruins. Well done. well done, Big Mac. All right. Uh, the MLB CBA negotiations. If you haven't been paying attention, I don't blame you. Uh, it's been boring, little to none to report on and uh, aggravating. If you're a baseball fan, more than aggravating, infuriating. If you'd like to uh, feel that type of infuriation, go to civilmindsports.com. Check out the blog section. There's one on there. Uh, a little note of maybe the owners have a point. Maybe the owners have a point that the players are being little bitches. But neither of them are okay. Uh, let's give you a little synopsis of what's going on. So this week, the two sides met in Florida. Off and on, uh, their longest uh, meeting was, I think, five hours. Yeah. Little to nothing was reported on that came out of it, which could either be good news or bad news. A lot of times when you hear um, 
that one side wants this and they didn't get it, then they'll report that to put pressure on the other side. A lot of times when you hear nothing, it means that maybe they're making some progress and they'll dribble out a little bit of information about what they're talking about. That's kind of what we're getting this week. However, the information that we're talking about is about kind of arbitration rules that are really so confusing. Stupid. Let me just let me give you the numbers here. This is how far apart these <laughs> these two sides are. The MLB Players Association wants an arbitration pool. So for anybody listening that doesn't understand that, it's basically a player that has been in the big leagues for uh, X amount of years that reaches a point where they can negotiate their contract uh, while still in their contract. That's how confusing it is. The Players Association would like that pool of players to be 150. Essentially opening it up to anybody that gets to the MOB. The owners want that pool to be 30. So the, the high end number of those players that are, are contributing in the league. So there's the difference. 150 players to 30. The players association want that pool of money for those 150 players to be 115 million. The last agreed upon proposal from the owners for the 30 players is 20. Hmm, just million. a little bit, just a little off. So you're 150 players to 30 players off, and you're 115 million to 20 million off. Hmm. And they've set a deadline, Raymond, for February 28th to strike a deal to make sure that this season starts on time. Yeah, so February 28th. That's next Monday. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Week. It's a less, week. Less than a week. Less than a week. It's not going to happen. These guys, especially when they're going no, in there. No, it's the 25th. I thought it was the 18th going back to the whole show. No, it's the tw- it's the, after the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. It's two days from now. Yeah. yeah. It ain't going to happen. This, this season's going to get postponed. It's basically both the players association, and the owners have guns and points to their head and who's going to shoot first. That's all it is. No, it is. It's just a drag out. No one is negotiating good in good faith. I know that's a little bit of a cliche to negotiate in good faith, but this is a really good example of not doing it. Nobody is willing to put their foot forward. So everyone's just inching and inching and inching and inching and inching. The problem is they don't have time to do that. Clearly. Um, Uh, the other problem is no one cares. And this is my biggest problem with the players. I understand that everyone should probably be team player. You're talking on the other side of the owners of just 30 billionaire assholes that their margins are thick and they should, they want them thicker, but they could afford to lose a little bit. I understand that, but we're also in a world where everyone has a fucking boss. All right. And everyone has to eat crow a little bit. And you guys are all fucking millionaires players and the, and the, and the players negotiating this are all multi multi tens of millionaire players. And they're not willing to budge on the big ticket items like luxury tax or a uh, God forbid, a salary cap. They barely budged on the playoff expansion. They, they proposed 12 teams instead of 14, which there's no, there's no bearing for them on that. Like they get more money because of that. They were saying no to a universal DH just as an opposition, just as a point of an opposition. So they like can wife. try and push the money. Yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I, I just, I, the player side pisses me off a little bit. The MOBPA is one of the most powerful unions in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. If you, if you really look at it. And, and they don't let you forget it. They push their weight around. They don't give an inch. There's no it's negotiating good. with this union. There's, they don't give an inch. They just tack away and tack away and tack away. And none of this talk, Ray, is about the game. It's only, only about the dollars. It's only about the money going in their pockets. It's because Scott Boris is backing the, uh, the MLB Players Association. And he is the spiteful douche that is ruining this because he wants top dollar for everything that goes on in that league. So he wants to, he's not looking out for the players association. He's looking out for Scott Boris. And that's what it's coming down to. He's one of the richest agents in all the world. And he is just looking out for number one. And that would be him. Yeah. There's no, um, look, if you, if you re, you know, the, the money uh, sticking points here is younger players. Baseball's fucked up. It, they do fuck over their, their younger players. Uh, Bill, you know, Bill knows this stuff kind of in detail more than I do, but well, he's been around watching it for a very long time. Yeah. Since the fifties, but he's just a little bit too player for, I am, but he has a point and everyone has a point. Like players get fucked over with service time. 
and arbitration is kind of silly. It, it, it's too long and too confusing and they definitely deserve to, uh, to get paid earlier than they do and to sign contracts earlier than they do. However, the people that are negotiating, negotiating that for them are the Max Scherzers of the world who mm. have already are signed their $140 million yeah. and they don't want to give up the top end dollar. So Mm-mm. it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense that Max Scherzer, who is worth $40 million a year, is negotiating for the guy that makes $40,000 a year. But Max Scherzer is not willing to give up an inch on the top end for an inch on the bottom end. However, right. he's not going to play unless they do something. And they, they, there's it's just, just not it's actual just... negotiations going on. There's, it's just a, it, it, it's just a, uh, a bully fight on and who is going to cave first. They need a replacement situation, like a Keanu Reeves that comes in there Ooh, and nice. just plays so fucking well. And then they, you know, the top dollar guys aren't going to be paid anymore because they can pay these lovable jo- jocks that come in that just are looking for their last hurrah. Yeah, I'd say I'm available, but I played basketball on Monday for the first time in two years, and I Didn't physically well. can't walk still. It's mm-hmm. been two days, and I physically can't walk. So Go against some third and fourth graders, and next morning wake up and you need some ibuprofen. Yeah, I'm out on that. Uh, you know what I need to uh, to get myself back back into it is just, just a little bit of afternoon delight. So let let's do that, and we'll come back with the simplest lines of the week. Two, three, four. Skyrocketing light. Afternoon, afternoon delight. delight. You guys have it. Afternoon delight. I don't know, Ron. That sounds kind of crazy. Stupid or something. Almost as stupid as a stupid does. Uh, let's go. <laughs> Simplest minds of the week. We're gonna start with Jawan Howard of the Michigan uh, basketball <laughs> Wolverines. The Wolverines. He acted like a Wolverine in this one. Jawan Howard. Uh, I'm not gonna say punched. Uh, open hand grasped. Pumped. Palm. Kind of palmed an assistant coach of uh, Wisconsin after a debate over a late game timeout the Wisconsin head coach took. Okay, let me. It's a late game. So it was a blow. The Wisconsin was beating Michigan. Uh, Michigan's not that good this year. And uh, Michigan was pressing, full court pressing till the end of the game with Wisconsin's backups in. With Wisconsin scrubs in there. There was something like. It was under 10 seconds left. Michigan was still pressing. Wisconsin called a timeout. Their coach said they called a timeout because we had our, our scrubs in there and we don't want to get that. We didn't want them to have to deal with a backcourt press embarrassment. So we called up a play to get it over the half court. And then I guess fucking John Howard took offense to that and uh, started John at the Mich- at the Wisconsin head coach in the handshake line. And uh, they and someone touched him or something. They got separated. And the head coach touched, touched him. Yeah, the head someone coach. touched John Howard. So we threw hands or fake threw hands. John Howard, you, fuck you, dude. You fucking dumb, dumb, pussy, soft-minded, soft-hearted little bitch. You lost. You were anybody, anybody in any sport that has a problem with the other team that's blowing you out competing when you're still playing. As hard as you can, fuck you, dude. Yeah, man. Fuck off. Same thing with the all the year when the Patriots were so good and Belichick was putting numbers on them. You still have your starters in an offense. You're still running your offense. And you just want, what do you want us to not do it so you can Lay feel down. better about yourself? Yeah. Fuck you, man. You're, st- yeah. you're still playing, especially yeah. on the professional level. You're all getting paid. Deal with it. You're going to get your yep. ass smoked. And this Jawan Howard. And the Michigan Wolverines. Holy shit, dude. You're going to, you're going to full court press in a blowout and then get mad when a team calls a timeout to beat it. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. It's a <laughs> terrible dick. look. It's a terrible look. And, and like Bill said, in a text exchange, I guess the Wolverines are still, uh, the fab five are still bad at timeouts because. Ooh, good burn. It was a good burn. So yeah, I mean, John Howard, just it's a bad look. He's been suspended for the rest of the season, which I believe is only like five games left. But uh, yeah. uh, two players got suspended for one game. It, you know, he was riding cloud nine last year going to almost the uh, – did they go to the national championship? Yeah, they went to the national championship and lost 
and now they're probably not even going to make the tournament this year. So it's just one of those bad year and taking it out on the wrong people. I mean, bad luck on Jawan Howard. Simplest smile of the week. Yeah, just a dumbass. I don't care about these suspensions. I like, fine. I guess you have to suspend him. Uh, the rest well, a of lot the... of people thought he was going to lose his job over the whole thing. Yeah, that was too far for me. Like, especially after seeing it, like he just kind of reached out to the guy. Yeah, it's college though. It's a college setting. You know, you got all these. It, it doesn't matter, like if it's a professional thing. This is like you get all these. Uh, I get it. Yeah, you get the sensitive sallies, but you know what? Yeah. What are they gonna do? What are they? What are they, what are they really? What are they gonna do? I mean, you know, it takes a lot to stir up to drum up a uh, uh, the uh, someone to get fired in that situation. I I just think he doesn't deserve to be fired. He made a stupid mistake. He was a dumbass. It was a dumb response from a dumb altercation, and he belongs in the simplest minds of the week, and that's where he got. The other uh, simplest minds of the week came out of China. The Olympics are over. Oh, this is this is what I'll add before we get to the final. Yeah, what was the other thing? The Wuhan thing you were going to bring up. This is the Wuhan simplest minds of the week that I'll give you, and uh, it's a little bit of toot-toot for me. NBC recorded their worst ratings from the Olympics in something like 100 and fucking whatever years they've been doing the Olympics. The worst. This is ratings. only the twenty sixth Winter Olympics. The worst ratings ever. Well, it was because it was all politics. No one watched it because it was China, China, China. Yeah, because they're cunts. You said communist drugs. I win. That's my two. That's my bet. two of the year. I win. I won. I, I did it. I I'll be honest watch, with you. I I didn't, I didn't watch, watch the opening single, ceremony. Oh my god! I watched watch curling. The closing ceremony. You didn't watch curling at all? Nope. Didn't watch a fucking thing. I watched a lot of curling. Didn't watch a goddamn thing because they're committing genocide. Just remember that. Just remember that. All of you, all of you Americans bitching about your fucking gas prices turned on NBC and your stupid TVs and watch your little fucking figure skating. Oh, meanwhile, China's murdering people for not thinking the way they do. And NBC sacrificed for it. So good for them. Stupidest minds of the week. You idiots. Also, uh, the frozen dick guy, the Finnish Remy Lindenholm, <laughs> the Finnish cross country skier that did compete. I do feel bad for the uh, athletes of the uh, Winter Olympics. They got screwed in this one. Hey, IOC, just don't put it in China. You won't fuck over any more athletes. Just don't let uh, Russians compete. You won't fuck any more athletes. Just, you know, be Stay on board. that continent. Stay on that be continent. Be on board. Just be cool. Just be on board and cool, and you won't get this. Uh, but now you do. But finish cross-country skier. What's his name? Uh, Riam Lindenholm. That's probably close. Uh, Remy, he, Remy. Remy Lindenholm. Remy. Remy. Uh, his race uh, was 20 kilometers due to the elements. Nope, nope. It was originally supposed oh, to be 50 yeah. kilometers. He raced 20 kilometers, and his dick froze. Uh, his penis froze, and he his quote was as... <laughs> As soon as the uh, as soon as things start to thaw out, he said, "quote The pain has the how to finish the, the pain. The pain was un nope nope. The pain it's a lot of like hot. <laughs> the pain was unbalable. Not Scottish. All right. Well, uh, Finnish dick guy said the pain was unbearable. His dick froze competing in the cross how? country. How? How? What do you mean? Did- it's right up there in front of everything. How? How does your dick freeze? Well, it has to be outside your body. So maybe you're not used to that. Okay. That's step one. Okay. I understand that now. Step two. Doesn't it have to get wet of some sort? Like, I don't understand this. No, your fingertips can freeze. It's called frostbite, you dumb bitch. It's called frostbite. There's So what did he have? Nothing. Did he have nothing on underneath the spandex? I don't know. I don't know the I don't know the answer. You're from that. Finland where it's fucking cold. It is embarrassing. Like, probably though. like 10 years, 10 months out of the year. Like how the fuck don't you know that you're going out and racing in a cross country event and you know put a little thing on your schmezer, you know? Like what the fuck's wrong with you? That is embarrassing. That yeah, he should have vaseline that thing up. Would you He's... rather tell the world that you shit your pants or froze your dick? Shit my pants. I do that yeah. all the time. I would yeah. never tell anyone I froze my dick. Yeah, I, I'm not mad at the guy. I, like it's an unfortunate event. He probably could have taken. He probably could have taken steps to avoid it. It's just a very funny headline. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's an attention grabber. You're an idiot. Yeah, you definitely could have taken. And he's a dumbass. He's, he's a simple, yeah. simple mind. He's like, yeah. I'm just gonna race as hard as I can because I'm finished and uh, I know what cold is. Uh, little did he know that his dick wouldn't make it. And then here he is. 
Wait, so your dick's on the outside of your body? This has been the Civil Mind Sports Show, February Rewind. Uh, February 20th, Friday <laughs> February, Rewind. February, 20th. February Rewind. Dick's out. Uh, we'll see you on Tuesday. Goodbye. Goodbye. Dick's up. Dick's up. I hate I hate the turtle effect. I really do. Well, this is the worst. Really uncomfortable. Yeah, and then you gotta go to the bathroom and adjust yourself or I will say though, I don't think that I'm in jeopardy of my dick freezing because it's not big enough and it does turtle. (laughs) Yeah. No fucking way. As soon as it gets cold out, it turtles. It goes in your body when it's cold out. That's why I'm I'm like my boggled by this gentleman saying his dick froze. Like well, I also have big nuts, so I could just bat wing that fucker right in there, and it's like a blanket. You know what? You know what a a bird bath is? Is this an urban dictionary, or are you just talking like a regular bird? I don't bath? know if it's an urban dictionary. I just, uh, you know, I'm not good at with the urban dictionary. I just know it. Uh, from <laughs> okay, okay. A bird bath is when uh, you take your ball skin and you fold it up into like a cup, and you put water in it, and then someone licks the water out of there. How much water do you think your balls can get hold? Like a gallon? Uh, yeah, easily. <laughs> okay. Richard, Irene? Raymond? You're looking dapper as usual. Thanks. Uh, the grammar guru, guru among us. You've been, you've been uh, just me chatting away on that typewriter of yours in front of you. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just trying to make you happy, baby. No, you, you make me happy. Although I don't, I, uh, the last text message I just got when I scolded you for not putting our sponsor on the end of the blogs, like I told you to do a while ago. Uh, I did, I did two blogs. Today's the 23rd and I'm looking at our website and I see a block from the 22nd and the 21st. So I ask you when you say I did two blogs, does that mean today? Because I see no blogs today. And then when you say two blogs, do you mean, uh, just in general, because I see one a day, uh, which is fantastic. But I'm just saying, I did, I, I did, I did two today. No, they're I, well, they're not showing up on our website. Oh, they're on my website right here. Oh, they just popped up. <laughs> and sorry, uh, a blog. What? Two pictures. <laughs> There's some paragraphs. There. This is a wrestling blog, blog. So you have to make it simple. That's and, why uh, I try to. That's why I try to make it a little. And simple. a giant picture of white birch. Okay, got it. All right. See, I did it. I I just saw the update on uh, an honest question. Uh, bathroom etiquette, which I have uh, not get into, but okay. Okay. If you're if you're me today, it ruined my whole day. Go on. Just I don't know if this ever happens to you. You work from home, so you don't have this type of situation, but you poop a lot. Do you Boy. have? Do you have full-blown conversations like in a public restroom with people while you're trying to take a poop? No, I don't have full-blown conversations with people in in public ever. But in the bathroom, that's my time. That's my space. Like, don't no, be talking. I am. To me about- uh, I am. I I hate the idea of uh, shitting um, as a community. I don't like yeah. that idea. Um, if there's someone, they don't even have to talk to me. If someone just gets in the stall next to me in a public restroom, I'm aggravated. Yeah, like, I, I need. It, it disrupts me when I Or they wiggle the handle, even on. though they can see your feet dangling there. It's like, dude, come on. You know it's locked. You see my fucking yeah, feet I dangling. am not polite in those situations. It's a, it's a very quick, hey, I'm in here. <laughs> fucking, it happens all the time. So, like, when I get out, I, like, count, like, I know where it's stall they're in, and I fucking do the same thing to them. I'm like, you motherfucking cunt. Wait, so this blog that you wrote on uh, www.simplemindsports.com, this is uh, about a public situation. Uh, I haven't read it. I'm not going to read it Read it live on, the, uh, Please on the show here. But this is about a public shooting situation for you? The blog that I wrote? Yes. Okay. Um, I, I just figured it was about your home life and not having – that's your away time, your escape time at home as well. Yeah. Yeah, but I can lock the door and no one can come in. This is like people are coming in. 
a guy followed me in today. He was having a full-blown conversation, even though he saw me going into the stall, heard me undo my belt, pull my pants down, and still kept talking. And I had to hold everything in because I can't let out Pandora's box while someone's in there with me. Like, if they know it's me in there, like, I have this, like, stage fright. Like, I just can't do it. So I, like, held it in until he left. And it was, like, a good five minutes that he was talking to me. And finally, when he left, it was just, like, an angry session of pooping. I didn't like it. Uh, just a preview here. To, this won't give away, but I just read this real quickly. Uh, a, a little synopsis of uh, the obvious ones blog today. Uh, quote, he says, this scenario happens more time than it should. And every time it weirds me out, period. I know everyone poops. I've that's a lowercase. I I've read the book, but I feel when you are going to do your business, you need privacy and to be left alone. Maybe that's how I was raised, but it's just like your own personal alone time at work is no exception there was a comma in there, not a period. So grammar guru, right, right in full here. I work at a factory with several options to poop. I could go to a nicer bathroom. I don't nicer looks weird to me. I don't think that that's right. A nice I bathroom. Ni- I don't know if nicer is a word. It's kind of like funner. Oh, funner is definitely not a word. Nicer is a word. Keep going. I'm, Keep okay. reading. I could go to a nicer bathroom and use a handicapped stall where you could spread out and really relax. I could go to one uh, that has exceptional phone reception and play a game with high speed service or my favorite, the bathroom with only one urinal and one stall. That's a little setup for you listeners to go read uh, the obvious ones blog and, and figure it, just see how that one finishes out. Got a couple options there. Uh, nice. There's a word. Is it really? Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound like it should be. Well, when you're smart like me, you know how nicer is a word. Wicked fucking smart kid. Uh, All right.